0: I tell you what else is exciting, it's the fact that there used to be no music in Bangor. There used to be nothing, and it's not just a folk festival, which is great, but we're starting to see more of a musical community. I come from a quarter of a century ago, I came from Hart- here from Hartford, Connecticut, which still, that area, which is one of the most vibrant musical communities in the United States. Okay? It, they get more coffee houses and listening rooms and the like, but they once had nothing too. And I think the idea that that we have this festival every summer at the end of August is great, but if we have other festivals and we develop a symbiosis or a, a synchronicity of, of ideas, we got something. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do a little uh, live sort of test here. A little. Uh, if you hear noise in the background, no, you have not died and gone to heaven. Your liver has not quit. It is a harp, is a Celtic harp, which. Uh, uh, will be played for us by Darren Rocket, who has been playing this for more than 20 years. Uh, If you don't know the Celtic harp, it's smaller than the harp that you see Groucho Marx playing, or Chico or Harpo playing in various uh, Marx Brothers films, or you would see at the opera or in in an orchestra. Uh, And they come in different sizes, and they're different in Scotland and Ireland, and some are strung one way, and some are strung another, and different strings. But we're here to hear, if she can play us a little music, then we're gonna to start to talk about the Bangor Celtic Crossroads Festival. So, Darren, if you're ready, Carrie's got the board ready, we're ready to listen. I
1: just warn those drivers that uh, harp music can cause deep relaxation and uh, yeah,
0: yeah. operate heavy machinery with caution. Right, pull, pull over and just listen. <laughs> Oh, I'm ready for a I'm ready for a pint right now. Um, now, I don't want to get too technical about the harp stuff because we want to talk about about the festival more than anything else. But are you a fan a, a bigger fan of either Irish or Scottish traditions or Welsh traditions of the harp, or are you someone that just loves Celtic harp?
1: I'm, I would say I just love Celtic harp. Although when it comes to the music I play, primarily I'm playing Irish music.
0: And well, hence the, the gut or nylon string more than the steel string too, right? Because the Scots tend to play more steel string harps.
1: Uh, yeah, I, the, the the nylon strings are because I can't grow fingernails long enough and strong enough to play a wire string. <laughs> I'm an harp. old
0: guitar player and <laughs> mine are all shot too. Um, so, you know, when we think of the harp, we think of O'Carillon, the great blind harper who created more of the more beautiful music than we could possibly count. But it's only a part of Celtic music, and I'm assuming that's the situation with the festival. So, would want either Paulina or Sean, if you want to give us sort of a rundown of what's what we can look forward to.
1: Sure, well, uh, this is Paulina. <laughs> um, I have a different voice than Sean.
2: Just a, uh, <coughs> a better voice. <laughs> not
1: necessarily. Uh, you have a lovely singing voice too. Uh, Darren is going to be opening up our uh, gala opening on Thursday night at the Bangor Public Library, and that's. Uh, program that's open to anyone and there's no cover charge. We're going to have Celtic refreshments and we're going to have a an exhibit of photographs from Ireland by Jim Cunahan. So that should be a fun night.
2: And that's the 14th of that's September? That's
1: the 14th of September and yep. it it's from 6 to 8. And then on Friday night we have COIG who is a dy- dynamic Scottish music group from Cape Breton Island. They have played the American Folk Festival. They've been at the Belfast Celtic Festival. They played at Husson's Gracie um, I think last year. They're really wonderful. And that's at 7.30 and that's going to be at the Hammond Street Congregational Church. On Saturday we have some uh, events for children. There will be a Celtic storytelling at the Briar Patch and then there are also um, events for adults at the Bangor Public Library. There will be genealogy workshops so you can learn how to discover your own roots, and uh, in the afternoon from four to six, we have Gus Lacasa, who is a wonderful fiddler who plays Acadian-style Celtic music. He is uh, a junior in high school in, uh, in down on the island, forget the town, Bar Harbor, I think, and Really terrific. And then we have a big concert again um, Saturday night at the Hammond Street Congregational Church. Matt and Shannon Heaton, and that is going to be the lovely Irish flute and guitar and beautiful singing voice of Shannon. So please come to that one, 7.30 again, and at the Hammond Street Congregational Church.
0: I also noticed that on Thursday night you have a session at Murphy's, Patty Murphy's, I assume it will be upstairs at Murphy's, Uh, those who don't, if you've never been to a session and, and, and real Irish session, you're in for a treat because what happens is people that can play show up and they start playing. And then at some point either the law or the owner of the building makes them leave. I've never (laughs) known a session to quit early. Uh, I remember being in one, uh, at one in, um, on the Island of Inishman and allegedly I had agreed to buy the pub. (laughs) <laughs> according to my wife, by the time we were finally all told to leave and saw the sun coming up. Um, one of the wonderful things for me, and one of the reasons I'm a huge fan of Celtic music, is it's one of the most accessible musics in the world, and that if you if, if you don't tap your feet or or don't feel the music, you you should probably check your pulse because you may be dead. Um, you're hoping, I assume, to make this an annual event. Yes, and,
2: and I think it's really exciting from an economic development perspective point of view. Uh, this event from September 14 to 16 will be exciting and fun, and I encourage people to attend. But also, we need volunteers. We need folks to get involved, both before. If they want to help out, they can uh, contact, go to the uh, Bangor Celtic Crossroads website and get involved. And say,
1: BangorCeltic.org.
2: Perfect. BangorCeltic.org. But also, I think for the longer term, uh, that in the shoulder season, if you will, the leaf peeping season, we've got now, thankfully, a lot of uh, musical stuff going on in the summer in Bangor. But to kind of extend that and build it into the shoulder season, I think, is very valuable for local businesses, local pubs, local restaurants, local uh, members of the hospitality industry. It can really work for Bangor. There's some uh, big Celtic festivals in Massachusetts, big one uh, you know out in Cape Breton. And to be part of that circuit and to earn a reputation to be a continuous part of that circuit over the years really could help build this festival into something really huge that really works both economically and obviously culturally for the reasons you said. I I took my sons, uh, two of my sons, over to Ireland last year, uh, Scotland and Ireland, and heard some fantastic uh, music. And so, one, it's just fun. But two, I think it'll be really good for Bangor.
0: And here's what I think it it can do. And to be somebody other than me to organize this, because I used to do it in the old days. These people will come through and they will see these people perform. They will want to see them perform again. And somebody can bring them back in the dead of winter to lighten up our days after the solstice, right? They they can bring them back and, and, and they can bring other people in. And if this festival leads to there being other concerts, and those concerts lead to people being seen, and those people get to play at, the, at, at this festival and at the Folk Festival and at Celtic Colors, and they get to play the festivals in southern New England and New York State. Bangor then becomes part of that mix, and that's what's been missing. When I was a traveling musician, the whole thing was we, you didn't go north of Portland because unless you were going on to Canada— there was no place else to play. I mean, there was nothing in the, in the right. for acoustic music. So make
2: Bangor part of the circuit.
0: Ma- make, make make it the terminus of the circuit in one sense, and make it the link between all the Canadian festivals and and circuit. My friend Garnet Rogers, the Canadian musician, and, and brother of Les Stan Rogers, comes through, and I see him whenever he comes through. But he's on his way somewhere. He never plays here, right? And he's either in Nova Scotia or he's in Portland or Hartford or North, Northampton or something. And I think Sean, you guys are onto something. This could be the thing that starts that sort of change in in Bangor, and that would be great. Let me just tell you also that
1: we are planning uh, three other concerts this fall. There will be one in October, November, and December.
0: Well, that sounds good, and I hope you will let us know about them and keep us informed of them when they're going on. And I can't tell you how much we enjoyed having you here, and we appreciate it. And people can be sure to check out that website. We're also on on Facebook. Yeah, uh, one more time on the website.
1: BangorCeltic.org or also Bangor Celtic Crossroads on Facebook.